the morning. Fuck, I'm talking right now. You're about to experience a morning show unlike any other. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. I hope to see y'all every morning. What you guys are doing right now is the hub culture. The Breakfast Club is my morning sit. I need it and I love it so much. I feel like you really not popping until we do the Breakfast Club. I've been waiting to come to y'all's show, man. I know really? you got to be a big time celebrity to be up in here. You got to be, you gotta be big time. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Break the fuck out. Good morning, USA. Hey, fam. Okay. All right. Well, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. That's right. Today is Wednesday. It's hump day. Good morning to you. Good morning. How you feeling, Yeezy? I feel good. I got a little package in the mail. I'm trying to figure it's a briefcase. Mm-hmm. Trying to see what's in it. I already know because, look, I had ordered these chocolates, right, from mm-hmm. Philip Ashley. It's a black-owned chocolate uh, company. And so the owner, Philip Ashley, actually asked me what my favorite flavors of things are, like my favorite foods. Uh-huh. And he made me some chocolates based off of that. Oh, nice. So we're going to see. I don't know what they are yet. They look beautiful, though. Look at this. Okay. Amazing. They're so pretty. You can try it. And he sent me some uh, Ciroc and Kahlua to go with it. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, thank you. And I got some hottie sauce. This is for you, Nick. Hey. He does all of our camera stuff. He loves hot sauces. So I got some um, Popeye's Meg Stallion hottie sauce. All right. Morning. Well, I finally got to finish Squid Game last night. Okay. I've been finished Squid Game. I finished Squid Game this weekend. Did you like it? Um, It was cool. I thought the ending should have been a little different. but I, I didn't I, like the ending either. That's, the only, that's my only gripe. I didn't like the ending too much. I didn't like the end. I didn't like the ending because I was like, man, go. You know what? Never mind. I'm about I, to tell the whole thing. Yeah, no, nah, I figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out on the, on like the third episode. I figured it out. What'd you figure out? What was it to figure out? I don't want to talk about it, but you know who was in charge and all that. I figured that out third episode. You figured out who was in charge. Yeah. Who was in charge then? I ain't figured that part out. You figured that out, Nick? No. I ain't figured out who was in charge. Who's in charge? Okay. Well, tell us off the air. No. No. Well, now you can watch you. Now you can yeah, watch now you. Now I can watch you. Season three. But, yeah, Squid Game was really good. If you get a chance, definitely check it out. I really, really enjoyed it. And I, mean, I stayed I up to watch Queens last night, the first episode of Queens. Did you watch that? How was that? Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. And, you know, my best friend is an artist named Santi Gold. They played one of her songs during the show. I was like, that sounds like a Santi Gold song. So. Uh-huh. Cool. I didn't get to see Queens. I was on. A, I had to do Stephen Colbert show last night, dropping the clues bombs for my South Carolina brethren, Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. So I was on there last night talking all things uh, the God's honest truth, okay. which is my late night talk show that comes on Friday nights at 10 p.m. on Comedy Central. Executive produced by Stephen Colbert, by Dope. the way. All right, and, and Aaron uh, Magruder. And last night NBA season was back too. I ain't get to see no oh, basketball yeah, I didn't either. See the, man. I didn't see the Nets. Nets lost <laughs> for, for those, and Lakers lost last night. I heard mm. they was getting. They, I heard the Nets got washed last night. I don't. I wouldn't say it was a wash. I just saw. I well, saw. Tw- I saw. 20, 20, I think wash. Like twenty three points. Kind of. That's pretty much a wash. Yeah. Not a wash. Twenty three points. If you lose by twenty three points, kind of. Kind of. Wash. Kind of a wash. Does Angela Yee watch basketball? Well, Clearly kind of not. I you play, actually used to play basketball. Well, FYI, well, I was a point guard. Well, guess what? If y'all lost by twenty three, your coach would be very disappointed. Yeah, they lost by twenty three. And the girls' games we didn't even really score. <laughs> Y'all scored twenty three points. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, that's hard. Sometimes. It was, it was it's high school. Twenty. Goodness gracious! All right. Sometimes but. it'd be like forty. I saw the funniest tweet somebody sent me last night. Somebody texted it to my phone. It was like uh, the Nets out here. The Nets out here getting washed, and, and Kyrie Irving's at home listening to most deaf. <laughs> what? Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, we got a special guest joining us today, right? Yes, Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins is a you know world-renowned author, mm-hmm. international best-selling author. You might have read her book, The Five Second Rule. She's got a new book out now called The High Five Habit. 
and she's going to talk to us about taking control of your life with one simple habit. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's hey. DJ Envy. Hey. You hear them guys saying they too the sexy, and you get in the little mood. Yeah, what's wrong with you? You get in the little mood. Hey. You got a chocolate mustache. Now wipe that off. I got a chocolate mustache. I'm messing with you. All right, let's get some front page news. <laughs> that sounds like some... Uh, you remember them old movies back in the day? Like, oh, let me blow in your eye. You remember those movies, ye? On them Twa movies? What movies are you watching? What? I remember Twa. You remember they like, let, let me, me blow in your, your eye. Nah, Kenya, was it Kenya Moore? Kenya Moore was in that. that. Like, you got a chocolate mustache. <laughs> wipe it off. <laughs> what? Is that the cold? <laughs> All right, let's get some front page news, man. Now, the Warriors beat the Lakers 121-114. The Milwaukee Bucks beat the Nets 127-104. And they so got their championship back. rings, too, before the game. The Bucks did. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee deserves it. Man. I love the city of Milwaukee. Salute to Milwaukee, man. man I, Milwaukee holds a special place in my heart. One, because, uh, you know, V100.7 was the first station to take a chance on Breakfast Club and syndicate us. And two, I just love the city of Milwaukee. Yeah, I love the city, too. The food's amazing. Shout out mm-hmm. to the Caribbean restaurant. There's a Caribbean restaurant, and it's a... Slash a, a, a like a juice liquor spot called Concoctions. I love it. But uh, shout to Milwaukee. Mm. All right, now what else are we talking about? Restless anal syndrome. Experts are saying what? that COVID nineteen infections may be causing a restless anal syndrome. What is, is a that like resting bitch face? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so now you want COVID? <laughs> now you want COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so what they what are is restless anal something. Syndrome. All right. Well, Syndrome. a new case report in Japan has established a link between what people are saying is a gastrointestinal pain that's chronic, that's a constant urge to defecate. So they are trying to do some more research to ter- determine that link between restless anal syndrome and COVID nineteen. But they're saying this is a real uh, symptom that's been happening. So it was that's not diarrhea. Yeah, your butt just keeps you just. Keep even pooping. after you go, you still feel like you have to go, and it's a deep anal discomfort. Isn't that diarrhea? A deep anal discomfort. No, they said that it was uh, the urge to go to the bathroom was worse at night, and then when he was uh, resting throughout most of the day, only when he was moving or breaking a sweat did he feel temporary relief before the sensation rushed back later, according mm. to people. So they did conduct colonoscopies and neurological tests for reflexes in his anus, but they could not explain why these symptoms arose weeks after his infection, and then they did find hemorrhoids. But uh, they are saying that it's kind of like restless leg syndrome. What the hell is wrestling? Yeah, like when your that? leg fall asleep? No, no, you know how yeah, you know how your leg just is always like moving. I thought no. that was called anxiety. So they, right but they are gonna be doing some more evidence. So your butt just keeps leaking. I that's leaking called being nervous. And leaking. Like imagine you go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and you defecate and then you always still feel like we you have to understand what you mean. You yeah. Just they gonna blame COVID for everything, huh? <laughs> Well, they're saying this is another um, symptom. Shout out to Destiny Forever, EJC. She actually sent me this story on Instagram. Like, make sure you report on this because Charlemagne will love it. She's right. (laughs) I like the title. The title's fire. Restless anal syndrome. Well, the bottom line is. That's right. The bottom line is what? What's the bottom line? (laughs) All right. And Facebook is planning to rebrand the company. They're going to get a new name. And they're going to announce that next week. They're going to be focusing on not just being a social media company, but their ambitions have expanded. And they're saying right now they are trying to make sure they build up more public trust. And also, uh, it's just that's not all they do. They don't want to be associated as just a social media company. They want to be a metaverse company. What does that mean? It's just bigger than just one thing. It's universal. It's all over. So they're going to actually unveil this at the company's annual Connect Conference on October 28th. But But we might learn the name sooner. 
Well, you know, they own a lot of other things like WhatsApp, Oculus, and more. So there's more that they do besides just Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, Oculus. They have a lot of different companies underneath them. So they're a tech giant. It's not just social media. Hmm. I wonder if they start calling themselves something else. Like if they say that they're a, a network, will that prompt uh, the government to start regulating them in a real way? Because once you start calling yourself an actual network, then you're admitting that you're broadcasting things, right? All right, well, I guess, and, you know, they do have a lot of shows on there, too. Facebook mm-hmm. Watch, mm. a lot of different programming. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm this is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yeah. Oh, boy, you heard restless anal syndrome and you called immediately. Trav. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Trav, what's up, boo? What's up, babe? What's up, Char? Peace, sis, what's happening? But no, I really am calling to Uh-oh. talk about restless anal See, syndrome. See, I know what happened. I feel like... I feel like my ex had it. Stop every it. time I turned around, he was cheating on me. So uh, I think he had restless anal syndrome, bro. And it's a real thing that these bottoms have. And <laughs> we started looking into it. Trav, Trav, but your your ex wanted it wanted it to go in. <laughs> anal rest it, it goes out. Well I think I think I was, he had a different type of anal anal syndrome. So what uh, yeah, it was just restless. <laughs> Envy. I got something to say to you, Envy. Uh-oh. That guy that called in yesterday, he was absolutely right. I don't like how you acting about your car show. Drive Your Dreams used to be your name. And now you acting like since you lost Carcella, you don't have the same phone. I told him that too. He was right. Yes, I do. And thank you. My car show is October 30th (laughs) in Detroit. My celebrity car show. Make sure you get your tickets or Miami 1212. Yes, I sound energetic about it again. Drive your dreams, y'all. It's coming up. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Come on, y'all. Thank you, (laughs) Chad. Hello, who's this? Hey, hello. I just want to say peace and blessings. Good morning, everybody. What's Sean, up? Stone, Sean Stone, what's happening, what's up, brother? What's up, uh, Charlamagne of God? What's up, Angela Yee? What's hey, up, Sean. DJ Envy? Yes, sir. Red, you don't never speak, but what's up? Red? Red say, I don't never speak. He's what's still up? not speaking. <laughs> hey, I just want to shout out my boy real quick. He just came out with a new project. His name is Haitian Steve underscore. He's Haitian, obviously. No but uh, y'all could go follow him on uh, by... H A I P I A N Steve S T E V E underscore. And uh, one more thing, that story, uh, Angeli, that you was talking about the anal thing. Were you talking about Trav? Oh, Trav just oh Trav just called him. Trav's oh, ex had it. Yeah. Why, why? Why? Trav got it. Are you interested Sean? in it? What? What you said? Tell me. Trav got it. I think he might got something. You know How do you mean? know? I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Now, Sean Stone, this is how you get in trouble. Leave Trav alone. Trav is minding his business. Hey, and now, hey, he, now he, when he get on your ass, you're nah, going to be like, damn nah, it, the man. Crazy thing is, yo, the crazy thing is, I got love for Trav. But I want to mm. tell y'all the story. So oh, last week, I'm coming off the train in Woodbridge. And I come off the train, and I see a black dude on the platform. So I say, what's up? I give him the head nod. Like, when black people see each other, we give each other the head nod. Right. So, but he gave me the head nod and started smiling at me. Crazy. What's wrong with so, that? No, but it was a crazy smile. It was like, like a hey, like I want to holler at you, smile. What did right? I got to do with Trav? 
This don't got nothing to do with Sad's tribe, but everything to do with wrestling's anal syndrome. I'm trying to say, the guy was gay, and he was trying to holler at Sean Stone, but listen, Sean Stone don't get down that way, man. Are you Sean Stone? Why can't you just take it as a compliment? So why are you referring to yourself as Sean Stone and not I? Listen, the, the, the matter of fact is, I went down the mm. stairs. When I looked behind me, this dude is following me. So I said, hey, why are you following me, man? So he was like, no, and then ran back upstairs and hopped on the train. Crazy. All right, I mean, <laughs> you shouldn't be winking at brothers on the train, on the platform, bro. Hey, I didn't wink. I say, what's up? A head nod. Head nod. That's not a wink, bro. Okay. Well, you should like, just be, fla- just be flattered. Yeah, just be flattered. He thought he was cute. All right, peace. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Envy, Envy. Breakfast Club, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? What's hey. up? Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, man, I just want to give a big thanks to you, Envy, man. I'm a, I'm a new listener. Uh, I've probably been listening for about a year. Uh, my girl put me on game with you guys. I used to think she was a clown listening to y'all. Whoa. I used to think Charlie man. was a clown back in the day. Uh, but I never actually listened to your guys' show. And so when I actually listened, I was like, you know what? These people are they're good people. You guys, you guys know what you're doing, and I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing at Envy. Um, I heard you talking about the credit due the while back. And at that time, I was trying to get everything fixed, man. And I finally hit him up, and he got my stuff straight. Oh, he got your credit he right. myself a new truck. Yeah, he got my credit right, man. They got my credit right. I'm still working on it, still trying to get up to those, those eights, man. But they got me into the seven. Okay. I was in the five, and they, they got me all the way up, man. I just bought myself a new truck. I'm a truck driver out here. I work for FedEx. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed Highly favored. How long Baby, did it take? So Congratulations, How bro. long did it take? Uh, took, took about eight to nine months, man. Uh, I, had, I had some yeah, and let people know, man, you know, it's never too late to do what you need to do, man. I was a felon. I'm 33 years old. I was getting curved from every job I tried to get. End up just grabbing, getting my CDL, getting the Class A, and I'm loving life right now. All right. Yeah, I think the credit dude, I think I'm gonna, uh, he's going to come up here this week, and I think what we're going to do is we're going to fix... I think like maybe 20, 30 people's credit just to just on the strength, just to help people out, man, especially been, for the holidays. I've been, I've been recommending him to everybody I know, man, because he works wonders. You guys work wonders. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, nah, he helped me out so many times. And people don't, like, I've met him because he actually helped me fix my credit. I had something effed up on my credit, and he helped me, and then uh, we just became good friends. Hello, who's this? Jessica from Virginia. Hey, Jessica from VA. What part of VA? I'm in Arlington. Okay, get it off your chest, I'm like mama. right outside of D.C. Okay, get it off your chest. So I am actually blessed, but I'm a little sad because I listen to you guys every morning live on my way to work. And basically, I told you guys how I shot my shot at Dramos. We shot it down. I found a black king. Hey, and a year later, congratulations. I got a job. Moving to Seattle to be with my black king. So All I'm right. Really oh my gosh. Nice. Well, well congratulations, congrats. mama. 
Yes, so I'm very excited. But I just wanted to tell you guys, thank you so, so, so much for everything you do for the community and and um, the people that you guys bring on as far as like information and stuff like that. You guys are more appreciated than you think and you know. So I just wanted to say thank you. Oh, appreciate you. You, you got to listen to us on the app yep. now. Yeah, I listen to iHeart if I do miss it in the morning. So I'm just going to stick to iHeart. Okay. Well, thank you, Mama. And you have awesome. a, a great trip and be safe out yes, there. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Charlamagne. Can I get a signed copy of Black Privilege, please? Absolutely. That's easy. We put you on hold. I'm going to get your address. Don't, hold, don't hang up, all right? all right? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way. E, what are we talking about? Yes, and let's talk about Young Boy. He has been involved in a jail fight, according to reports, and that's why he is going to be denied bond. We'll give you more details. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, it looks like Wendy Williams will not be returning to her show uh, until at least November. So, wow. yeah, so it looks like she's still going through whatever sickness and I know complications from Graves' disease, a thyroid condition. So, yeah, she's not back um, until then. But they have announced some more guest hosts. Sherry Shepard is going to be a special guest host from November 1st to the 5th. And Whitney Cummings will be guest hosting October 25th to the 9th. Now, Whitney Cummings posted, nobody can ever replace Wendy, but we will do whatever we can to fill in so she can come back stronger than ever. She's gone so hard for so long. And as much as I miss seeing her every day, just imagine how hilarious she's going to be after some time to take care of herself and have some quiet time to think. Sherry Shepard also posted that she will be guest hosting too. Well, you got to continue to send uh, Wendy Williams healing energy. She might as well take the whole year off though. Like, why? Well, you can't. You can't rush your health. You know what I mean? Not for no TV show. All right, Sherry Shepard in the press release stated, I had such a great time when I hosted the show in 2019. I'm flattered that Wendy and the producers put their trust in me to fill in again. I'm sending my love and well wishes to her. All right, young boy never broke again. He was allegedly involved in a fight. While he was in jail and prosecutors are using that to deny him bond. According to a recent report that regards his detailed post-release plan, uh, they're using that one incident that reportedly happened to justify keeping him locked up for such a long time. They argued that he cannot stay out of fights. Prosecutor Will Morris even said that his pattern of behavior is disturbing. And it was confirmed that the feds were using the name Operation Never Free Again to describe the sting takedown of young boy. I would, I, would, I would think in jail, though, like, you know, I mean, if somebody walks up to you and swings on you, you should be allowed to defend yourself. Now, if you if you started the fight, that's different. But if you're defending yourself... Yeah, and I'm sure everybody's trying to trust him, him in jail. Yeah, that's absolutely. what I'm saying. Like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, and, you know, they're proposing when he gets released that he'll relocate to Utah, and which I think that could be really good for him. Right, and what they are saying is that there's a tutor, one of his childhood tutors that lives there. He he purchased a residence in North Utah recently. He reportedly stayed with her extended family throughout the past decade while remaining out of trouble whenever he's there. And I think that could be a positive thing because sometimes you got to take people out of the environment where things can provoke you and put them someplace else. Cause he's such a young you man. You really want to rehab somebody, right? Right. He's such a young man. That's why you got to give people the chance to grow. Give people the chance to evolve. Like, you know, how old is he? 21. Oh, God, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I did have that chance to really go like to his, you know, grandparents' house and talk to him and to mm -hmm. have some off-camera conversations. And so I do feel particularly, particularly empathetic to him 
and what he's been through. So much love to NBA young boy. Yeah, and after and, he, after he's held accountable for whatever he's in, he's in jail for, and he you know pays his debt to society, he should be allowed to you know come out and go live a, a, a great life. What get did, a man a chance to grow. What is he in jail for? Do we even know? I forgot. What uh, he running from weapons and drug charges. And, oh, weapons and drug charges. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, now uh, let's talk about Cardi B. She is pleading not guilty to assault charges, and she could face four years in prison. She had been offered the chance to plead guilty to third-degree assault. That would be in exchange for a conditional discharge, but she has decided that uh, she is going to plead not guilty. They always tell us, a lot of lawyers have come up here and told us, if you didn't do something, don't just plead guilty to a lesser charge because that will that could potentially a conditional discharge lead to any little thing that happens could land her behind bars so I'm sure she feels like she can fight this but right? not only that that opens up the civil case so if she pleads guilty to that then that civil case gets opened wide up and that's a lot easier than a, a court case so she probably but if you're found not guilty to assault charges somebody can't still bring a civil case they can still sue you yeah but it's a lot easier if you plead guilty though Okay, so uh, she posted, no one ever notices when you're being provoked, just when you retaliate. She also posted, they want to see a bad bitch do bad. And a lot of people have been, you know, testing her on social media as well. Now, Pusheisty is asking a judge to stop feds from presenting evidence of past crimes from when he was only 11 years old at his trial. So the first is an assault case that happened when he was 14. The other is a robbery case that occurred when he was only 11 in the sixth grade. And his team is saying that you shouldn't show those things at the trial. All right. These actions have no direct nexus to Pusheisty other than in speculation. They're saying, um, you know, he was arrested in June for his alleged involvement in the shooting and robbery of two men in October of 2020 in Miami. The federal charges he's facing include discharging a firearm during a violent crime conspiracy and Hobbs Act robbery. If convicted, he's facing a possible maximum sentence of life in prison. Damn. So what are you trying to say? He got a history of violence or something like that? Yeah, but I think, I mean, 11 years old and when you're a child, should you be allowed to present that now? In the sixth grade, something you did in sixth grade? I don't know. I mean, I, in my mind, no, but I don't know. I don't know how the law works. It All sounds right. to me like they're just trying to paint a, a, a history of you know him being violent and saying that he, I guess he hasn't re- rehabilitated or changed. I don't know. All right, and that is your rumor report. Such a nice. All these kids be so nice when you meet. Them. I call him a kid, but he's like, how, how yeah, he's a young man. Yeah, these young men be so nice when you meet them. Like I don't. Like it's hard. I don't know, man. I just know that you know we all start someplace. And, and I, I couldn't even imagine being that young with that kind of money in the minds that I had when I was 20-something years old. Correct. You know what I mean? And that's like, when you would hope your, your your OGs and your older family members can, you know, put their arm around you and try to guide you the right way. I'm, hey, we we all had that. It's not like we didn't have that growing True. up. But, you know, you still end up doing stupid things. Yeah. But I just know that, you know, that man has a long life ahead of him. Pooh the NBA young boy, all of them. So I would hate to see any of them have to go to jail for life or... 20 years or 30 years because you never know who those brothers are going to turn out to be. All right. Now we got front page news next. Yes. And let's talk about Halloween costumes. What is the number one search? All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Audible is your source for best-selling audio books, hot new releases, and popular podcasts, plus exclusive titles you can't find anywhere else. It's all in the one app. Get your first one free when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Now, in NBA last night, the Bucks beat the Nets 127-104. 
The Warriors beat the Lakers 121-114. Now, what else we got, Easy? Well, Squid Game Halloween costumes are topping internet searches. So everybody wants to be a character from Squid Game. I kind of was thinking I like to be the red light, green light. One, two, three doll. Yeah, the doll that turns around. And then maybe you guys can come dress in jumpsuits and I can shoot y'all. We've been, um, well, some of the, a lot of those people survive. You, you haven't seen the show. but uh, Yes, like, I did. A lot of them died. That was like the first episode. But we would be the ones that survive. Yes, we would. Yeah, we would definitely be the ones that survive. Mm. Easily. All right. Now, uh, let's talk about Donald Trump. He made a statement about Colin Powell's passing. Instead of just saying rest in peace or nothing at all, he posted, Wonderful to see Colin Powell, who made big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction, be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. Hope that happens to me someday. He was a classic rhino, if even that, always being the first to attack other Republicans. He made plenty of mistakes, but anyway, may he rest in peace. What is wrong with him? Nothing. He the keeps, man just keeps died. That same energy, he keeps that same energy. He does. He sound like he sound like a lot of rappers I know. Like I've heard. Like I've heard that's where his Just shut up and I, don't say nothing. I, like, I've heard rappers say when you my if you was my op alive, you my op dead. Like you know, it's, it's distasteful to me, but that's who he is. All right, now there is uh, early November approval expected for the Pfizer vaccine for children aged 5 to 11. And in New York, officials are pushing forward on planning to vaccinate children once they're approved. And right now, they want schools to become alternate vaccination sites due to fears of an impending rush on pediatricians. So they're saying about 1.5 million children in the state will be eligible to get that vaccine. And the governor is saying that with parental permission slip for parents, they will encourage them to make appointments now for early to mid-November. So age 5 to 11. I know that scares y'all with your kids as far as uh, that vaccination being available in early November, right? Um, It does, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I just don't know how it affects the kids as yet. I don't know if they tested enough kids and seen the results for kids as, as, as yet. I know they have for adults, so yeah, it does can definitely... Uh, Makes me nervous. All right. And a gang in Haiti won $17 million in ransom for 17 American and Canadian missionaries who have been kidnapped. They're asking for a million dollars each for their release. It's 16 American citizens and one Canadian. They were actually uh, there visiting an orphanage. And that abduction is part of a wave of indiscriminate kidnappings. It's become more brazen. The country is suffering from political instability, civil unrest, lack of quality health care, and severe poverty. So we are praying for their safe return. The abducted group is made out of uh, five men, seven women, and five children. The kids include an eight-month-old baby and kids aged 3, 6, 13, and 15 years old. The ages of the adults range from 18 to 48. All right, and that is your front page news. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, who's joining us this morning? Oh man, Mel Robbins, international best-selling author. Um, she had a book called The Five Second Rule. Some of y'all own it, I'm sure. And now she has a new book called The High Five Habit. Where she's saying that you can take control of your life with one simple habit. And I cannot wait for her to tell us what that habit is. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. And this front page news is sponsored by Universe Soul Circus, which is back in town. For tickets, visit UniverseSoulCircus.com. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. We have author Mel Robbins. Welcome. Wow, thank you. And motivational speaker and a host of others. Yes, a lot of things. How are you doing this morning? And welcome on the show. Well, I'm uh, I'm super excited. We got so much to talk about, and uh, I cannot wait to just get into it all. Well, who, who is Mel Robbins for the folks that don't know? I'm somebody that screwed up a lot in life. Ooh. Yeah, I tend to, to come by uh, uh, wisdom the hard way. Okay. By either digging a hole or falling into one and then needing a ladder mm-hmm. and having to build it myself. Well, those are the kind of people I like to listen to. I like to listen to people who've actually had experiences that they can speak on. Whether those experiences are so-called good or so-called bad. Because I don't believe in either. I just believe life is a process. Yeah, I think life is like uh, the hardest and most incredible school you'll ever attend absolutely and everything is a lesson and uh you know i kind of came into writing books and being a motivational speaker because i have had so many struggles just like everybody else like Mm -hmm. i don't think anybody gets to being an adult in life and not experiencing some kind of trauma or Mm -hmm. abuse or whatever it's hot in here we didn't pay the ac bill well i'm also 53 i could be like everybody's mother and so i'm having a lot yeah it's a little it's a hot flash and it's hot in here right yeah i don't know how old you think we are but you'd have been a very very young mother (laughs) my mom was a very young mom too um but no so i uh have had a a lifelong struggle with anxiety which is one of the reasons why i'm so excited to talk to you guys Mm -hmm. and uh I have these two books that uh, became instant bestsellers because I just have this crazy knack of taking really complicated stuff mm-hmm. and coming up with really almost simple, cheesy ways to explain mm-hmm. things that are memorable, that anybody can use uh, with any level of education or no education at all to attack issues like anxiety, depression, PTSD, uh, procrastination, and that's been my gift. Let's talk about the high five habit. Yes. You know, uh, take control of your life with one simple habit. Yes. What is yes. What is that habit? Okay, so first I got to tell you. Okay. This is going to sound like the stupidest thing you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. This is the most powerful thing I have ever discovered in my entire life, and it unpacks decades of research in psychology in uh, human behavior and habits. It's insane. Basically, you're going to stand in front of the mirror every morning, mm-hmm. right after you brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. And I want you to do it after you brush your teeth because we know based on research that your brain learns uh, new habits when you stack it with an old habit. Now I want to teach you using science how to get all of the gunk out of your mind, body, and spirit. Spirit, And I'm talking generational here. Okay. So as you stand in front of the mirror, you're going to put your toothbrush down and you're going to look in the mirror. That's step one. Now, this is the hardest part for most people. And I actually read the interview that you said uh, when when you announced the Mental Wealth Alliance. Mm -hmm. There was an article that you that was written about you in Forbes. Mm -hmm. And there was a quote there that I loved because this is what the high five habit is all about. You were talking about the fact, uh, you know, about how the black community had been impacted by the pandemic. And you said, I've never had more people call me, FaceTime me or text me saying, yo, bro, I'm ready to talk to somebody. Everybody's sitting at home and having to deal with themselves all the time. And there's a lot of people who are just seeing themselves for the first time and they may not necessarily like what they see. Mm. The fact of the matter is 50 percent or more of men and women can't even look at themselves in the mirror. That's right. 
because they do not like the person that they see. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they don't like themselves is so sad. They either, like every morning in the mirror, when you simply stand there and you look at yourself in the mirror, you're not alone and that's not your reflection. I believe you're in that bathroom with another human being. And that human being needs you. They are trying their best. They have been trying so hard. They are so sick and tired of being picked apart. They're tired of your negativity. They are tired of your self-doubt. They are Mm. tired of being beaten down by you. And the reason why most people cannot even look at themselves in the mirror is because if you're a human being, you have a past that is filled with all kinds of crap. Mm -hmm. There's not a human being that hasn't experienced some level of trauma. I know in Grand Rapids, Michigan, I'm from Muskegon, Michigan, they just, uh, the, the officials there just actually said that racism is the leading mental health crisis. Thankfully, people are starting to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And so you've either experienced trauma or abuse or neglect or mm-hmm. abandonment or, and you drag that into the bathroom every morning. And it stands between you and the human being in the mirror. And and there are so many people that think that they are not worthy or that they are damaged or not lovable because of what they've survived. That's right. That's right. Or if you're human, you've done a lot of stuff that you regret. Mm-hmm. You've cheated. You've lied. You've, you've, you've hurt other people. You've hurt yourself. You've squandered opportunity. You've stolen stuff. I mean, everybody has stuff they've regret, stuff that they would forgive all of us for. Mm-hmm. But you stand in judgment of the human being in the mirror. And so, number one, you may find it super challenging just to do the part where you look in the mirror. But what I want you to do is I want you to then raise your hand, as cheesy as it sounds, I want you to high-five the human being you see. And what's incredible about this simple habit is that, number one, you have high-fived other people your whole life. So, Charlemagne, when you high-five somebody, what does the gesture itself mean? Um, I'm greeting them, want them to be seen, want them to feel seen, want them to know that I recognize them, yeah. I respect them. Me. What are you thinking when you high-five me? I recognize them, I respect them, yeah. I have a, a love for them. Yeah. yeah. That's what you feel? Yeah. And Maybe it's like Angela, congratulations on something yeah. that you accomplished, they've accomplished and you're acknowledging that. Yeah. Now here's, this, this is where the high-five habit gets bananas. Mm-hmm. Since you have been high-fiving and receiving high-fives from tons of people your whole life, mm-hmm. Your mind, body, and spirit is already programmed with the messaging of a high five. There is neural association Mm -hmm. with the physical trigger of doing this. So when you go to high five yourself, no matter how weird it feels or resistant you are to it, your brain turns all that judgment off and it picks up the neural association with a lifetime of high five and, and receiving high fives. You have never once thought envy, I hate you as you high five somebody. You've never once thought, no. you loser, Mm-mm. I hope you lose, today's going to be... T-. You've never, ever, no. ever done it. Unless you like, you got to be one of the most fakest backstabbing people in the world to do something. I like don't it. even think anybody can do right it. Now, because, I don't think you do a high five with somebody. Yeah, because mm-hmm. here's the thing. Like, you literally... Like, if you and I high five right now. Yeah. If we high five right now, right? If we high five right now. All right, I'll reach you right, over. Here we go. <laughs> yes. I feel like I should receive something. Yes, you have to receive. Like we just won. Like we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, you know what that is? Your brain doesn't know the difference between me high-fiving Envy or Angela or you mm-hmm. or me high-fiving myself. So that, that feeling that you just got, that's dopamine. Mm-hmm. Your brain gives you a drip of dopamine mm-hmm. every morning when you high-five yourself. That celebratory, yeah, 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 that's your nervous system programming. Your nervous system remembers celebratory gestures wow. of waving hello, of hugging. There is so much freaking research about the high five. 
So they studied NBA teams, okay? Mm -hmm. There's this huge article in the Wall Street Journal in 2011 where they studied NBA teams, and researchers were able to predict who were going to be the best-performing teams at the end of the season by looking at one habit during the preseason. And the habit they studied was how many times did the team give each other pats on the back or fist bumps or high fives during the preseason. What about pats on the butt? Oh, sure. That works, too. Okay. Absolutely. That feels really good. And so uh, what happens is when you give somebody a high five or a fist bump or a pat on the butt, these build trust and partnership. Mm -hmm. And so the teams that do that the most in the preseason go on to have the winningest seasons. Mm. The teams that do it the least Mm -hmm. actually do the worst because you've got a bunch of players that are in it for themselves. So we should do it more as a community. Yes, and (laughs) you should do it. You should start by doing it to yourself. I'll tell you why, because we are all looking outside ourselves for the validation, love, respect, support that we need. And we need for ourselves, for our children, to teach ourselves to be able to stand in front of the mirror and give that same validation, support, Mm -hmm. self-worth, and love to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because if you learn how to like respect forgive support yourself yeah it sucks when somebody else doesn't like you but it won't change the fact that you like yourself all right we have more with mel robbins when we come back don't move it's the breakfast club good morning morning everybody it's dj envy angela Yee, charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club we're still kicking it with mel robbins author motivational speaker well, how, how did you learn all of this how did you learn to give yourself a high five I mean, <laughs> how did you learn to talk to yourself like you know how, how did you get to that point well and to your credit from what you said earlier you've been through a lot like you yes said, well everybody's been issues. through a lot everybody's but been you know some lot. people I mean, bankruptcy is a really difficult thing. Yes. And finances can be crushing for a person. Yes. So I'll tell you the story about what I call the five second rule Mm -hmm. and being almost a million dollars in debt and about to lose everything in 2008. But how I discovered the high five habit Mm -hmm. was, um, you know, I used to be a daytime syndicated talk show host Mm -hmm. and uh, I lost that dream job on March 10th in 2020 when they found COVID at CBS Broadcast Center. And they walked in and said, show's over, you're fired, five minutes to evacuate the building. Wow. And so I find myself back home, just like everybody else, my whole life turned upside down uh, in an instant. The kids uh, have their college uh, experience imploded. We're now all quarantining back at home. Mm -hmm. Every single speech I have for a year cancels. And I find myself in a free fall. And this is before the PPP loans come out and, you know, we're all in quarantines, kids are in breakdown, anxiety's coming back. And I'm having flashbacks Mm -hmm. to 2008 where my husband and I were losing everything. And uh, I wake up one morning with the very familiar feeling of just feeling overwhelmed by my life Mm. and feeling the anxiety pinning me down in that bed like a gravity blanket Mm -hmm. and i know not to lay in that bed and i'll tell you the story about the five second rule in a minute because you definitely want to know this when it comes to mental health so i count backwards five four three two one i get out of bed i drag myself to the bathroom and i'm standing there in the bathroom and i literally catch a glimpse of my reflection i think oh my god you look like hell and then i start picking apart the woman i see in the mirror the dark circles under my eye, one boob hanging lower than the other. I start thinking about my day, and it's negative. You got eight minutes to get on Zoom. You you know how you get. You didn't return that call. How are you going to get out of this mess? It's a beat down. The beat. Down. This is mm-hmm. how most people start their day. Yeah. 
Even though you should have gave yourself so much grace. Yeah. No. Nope. Just that it's a habit. Like that's yeah. what folks don't understand is that you're not broken. You have patterns of thinking and patterns of behavior that make you feel broken. Mm -hmm. And the good news is if you understand it's a pattern, you can catch it and break it. And so I don't know what came over me, Envy, because I'm not a cheesy person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it sounds pathetic. You're standing there in your underwear in your bathroom, you know. And if you had walked into the bathroom that morning or you had walked into the bathroom that morning, I would have been able to spin on a dime and pick you up. I would have been able to say, Angela, I know this is not fair. But if anybody can handle this, it's you. I don't believe you'd have done that with random strangers just walking in your bathroom. <laughs> I don't think that. First thing I don't think that, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. that would have been your mindset. If you, if so, you're the most positive person ever. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, uh, I don't know what. Came, I actually think it was divine intervention. I really do. Mm -hmm. Because I literally just raised my hand without even thinking about it and high five the woman in the mirror because she needed it. And I laughed. The second my hand hit the mirror because it's so cheesy and I felt like all right come on you got a roof over your head it's not that bad get your ass out there like that was kind of the mood it was the second morning the second morning is when it hit me you know you know that feeling when you're about to walk into a bar or cafe and you're gonna see somebody you really like what do you feel in that moment right before you're about to walk in uh, excited butterflies mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. I felt that about the idea of seeing myself. Wow. What just hit you? Um, gra I guess gratitude, you know? Like, um, I always try to have a... I mean, worthiness is a tricky thing, right? Yeah. But the, I think the first step to worthiness is just having gratitude. And, like, you know, Bishop T.D. Jakes told me something one time. He said, even if you don't feel like you're worthy, God knows you're worthy. Correct. So waking up in the morning and just knowing that I'm still here, still alive, God has some type of plan for me. Yeah. And, and, you know, you asked the question about, you know, the, the five-second rule. I should explain this really quickly because this is what helped me actually uh, interrupt all the patterns that caused anxiety, stop taking medication, get control of my mindset. And literally, I have situational anxiety. I never have general anxiety anymore, ever, because I understand it now. So I invented something called the five-second rule in 2008. And at the time, my husband had gone into the restaurant business. He had a little pizza, he had a pizza joint outside of Boston, Massachusetts with his best friend. And uh, the first one did really, really well. So like complete idiots, we cashed out our entire life savings, the kids college fund. We took out a home equity line because that's free money, right? What could possibly go wrong in the restaurant <laughs> business? Mm -hmm. And what went wrong is the second location was a total disaster. And all of a sudden we found ourselves $800,000 in debt. Yikes. Three kids under the age of 10. Mm. Uh, credit cards maxed out. I lost my job. Leans hit the house. I, of course, face these problems like a high-functioning adult, and that is by drinking myself into the ground and screaming at my husband whenever. Even hearing you say that, give me just a little anxiety. Like, <laughs> make sure you make the right investments. Don't, oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah. And so I was waking up every morning pinned to bed with anxiety. And I became a person... I didn't recognize like I was drunk by five o'clock in the afternoon. I was angry all the time. I would lie in bed in the morning and stare at the ceiling, just pinned with anxiety. I felt like the world's worst mom, the worst wife, the, a huge failure. The kids were missing the bus every day. Mm. So I invented this crazy thing in desperation. There is a five second window that defines your whole life. It's a moment of hesitation. Inside this window is the difference between confidence and doubt, courage and fear, inspiration and procrastination. 
If you can teach yourself to move within this five second window, you win. And in this moment, this rock bottom moment, God, I swear to God, help me create. I get so like just when you guys hear what has happened with the five second rule and now the high five habit, there is no other explanation for this. Mm -hmm. I remembered, Mel, you got to launch yourself out of bed. And then I started thinking about doing it. And I started thinking, what good's it going to do? I don't care. I don't feel like it. It's dark. It's cold. I'm 800 grand in debt. How's this going to help? And then I just started counting. Five, four, three, two, one. And all of a sudden I stood up. And I used it the next morning. Five, four, three, two, one. And the next morning. And the next morning. And then I started using it any moment. I knew what I should do. But I didn't feel like doing it. I counted backwards. Five, four, three, two, one. When you count backwards. Five, four, three, two, one. It's what researchers call a starting ritual. Mm. It interrupts all the habits stored in your basal ganglia. Habit loops like procrastination, anxiety, worry, self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And the counting backwards, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, requires focus. So as you start to focus on the counting, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, your prefrontal cortex engages on the counting. This is the part of the brain that gives you immediate control over what you think and do next. This is the part of the brain that you're using when you're doing any kind of strategic thinking, when you're learning new behavior. This is the part of the brain that helps you change. So when you count backwards, five, four, three, two, one, by the time you get to one, you've got a moment where you can take control. This is what actually led me into the business of writing books and being a motivational speaker. It was literally not something I set out to do, but I believe God was like, this crazy lady is the one that's going to get this out in the world. This amazingly normal lady, (laughs) not crazy. (laughs) That's true, but I meant like in a good way. Yes. And so uh, I uh, first mentioned it in a TEDx talk in 2011. It's now got 28 million views. Wow. That's what started the speaking career. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, so many people started writing about the five-second rule. I, despite my dyslexia and ADHD, wrote a book about it. It, uh, it self-published it. It went on to sell two million copies, be translated into 36 languages. Oh and Thank you. But here's the most important part. The five-second rule is now being used by pediatricians around the world to help kids with anxiety. It's being used by veterans organizations to help people program triggers associated with PTSD. And we know of more than 111 people who have stopped themselves from attempting suicide by counting backwards, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and asking for help. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Mel Robbins. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Mel Robbins, author, motivational speaker. Now, Charlamagne. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you think having a comfort zone is problematic? Um... I think that your comfort zone is problematic if you stay in it because you're afraid to grow. Mm. Like, I think human beings are designed to grow their Mm. entire life. Mm. Your cells regenerate every seven years. Your brain's constantly changing. Heck, we just talked about how the filter in your mind can change. And if you are comfortable and not, if you're comfortable and happy, fabulous. But if you're comfortable and you're not satisfied or you're not happy, that's a problem, yes. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say that I related to is wanting something really bad is terrifying. Yes. When you really, really want something, it, sometimes it's scary to even just admit it. Well, one of the things that I like to do, everybody has a morning routine. Mine obviously involves the five-second rule, five, four, three, two, one, get out of bed. I also don't look at my phone for the first 30 minutes of the day Ooh. because... Um, <laughs> it's well, the first well, thing I do. Well, not I'll me. tell you why you don't want to do that. <laughs> because 
how many like let's take i you know how many people like let's say you've got i don't know a million people on facebook okay that follow you would you want all of them to walk into your bedroom do you want a strength you know that's what you're doing when you look at your phone i wake up and i pray i meditate the first thing i do is look at my phone because i have to make sure there's no changes in the schedule at work i'm like let me just make sure we. i I would not do that and let me tell you why because you're putting all of that before what matters to you Mm -hmm. and so if you were to literally try it tonight Take your phone and plug it in in your bathroom or your closet. Do not even have it next to your bed. And if you need to be reached in the middle of the night, tell people to call you and not text you. Because what's interesting about work and what's interesting about family is people will text you all night long. They will not call you unless it's an emergency. Mm -hmm. That way you're reachable. Then when the alarm goes off, presumably it's on your phone, you're now can't lay in bed. you got to get up to go to the phone to turn it off. So you sort of set yourself up to have to get out of bed, not lay there and think about things and worry, which is where a lot of people have anxiety. Cortisol levels are very high in the morning. You turn off your phone, then put it face over and walk away from it. Take the first 30 minutes for you. Your dreams, you, you deserve 30 minutes. Even five minutes. I do that on the weekend. I don't know about during the week. But I also don't wake up from my phone. Like, if anybody texts me or calls me, I will not wake up until my alarm goes off in the morning or right before my alarm goes off. So I never know if something, like, important happens. I just want you to try it. Give me five minutes. Give me five minutes. (laughs) Put yourself first (laughs) before the world comes in. I I I can't can't do that. I'm like, But I'll do five. I'll do five I do an hour. So what happens is, is I wake up. First of all, I don't need an alarm to wake up anymore. My body wakes me up at 4.30 a.m. every morning. That is amazing. So you should never Um, be late. But, you know, what I do is I have five kids. So my daughter who goes to NYU, I make sure she texts me if she's arriving back at her apartment or she's going somewhere. So that's the first thing I check to make sure that she's safe. The first thing, boop, I text. Dad, I made it back safe. I do the same thing with my daughter in L.A. Then (laughs) I can go on with my day. Then I can go take my shower, I do my prayer, I kiss my wife, I go kiss my kids. And then but the first thing I have to do, and this is I learned from my dad, is the first thing I have to make sure my family's safe. That's the first thing I do regardless. Check that text. Yeah. Then I won't there, look at social media. It'll just be so how do you go to sleep then? Messages. What do you mean? How do you go to sleep if, if she hasn't texted you back? Like if, if I sent the text to my daughter and she wasn't in yet, it would be hard for me to sleep. I, I wouldn't be able to lay well, down. Well, I, do, I do have a problem. That, well, that's my problem. I don't mm-hmm. sleep. But if I do fall asleep or something happens, let's say my, my daughter is out studying or something like that, I won't sleep. It's difficult for me to sleep and I'm always waiting for that phone to ring because Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for her to be like, hey, dad, I'm safe. Mm. That's my difficult part. Mm. So then when I see that text, whether it's my mother or it's my father or somebody that's traveling, Mm -hmm. I see that text, then I can get up from my day. But um, that's what I have to do. And then I'm I'm like, the second thing I look at is the show. Charlemagne's not coming in today. He's not broadcasting. That means I'm broadcasting from home. That means, you know what? I'm closing my eyes for another hour. <laughs> so that's the second thing. Then when I yep. see that email out there, then I can... Damn, you know, well, I'm, I'm realizing this show not a priority media. in my life. Because <laughs> I get up and I thank God and I you know, I give gratitude and I meditate. Then I kiss my family. I don't talk to them until like 5.30. When I'm close to work driving, I might look at my texts Something yeah, like I that. cannot. I can't look at this. I have to put everything. Mm-mm. I have to like get my mind straight. I got it, and then I always write down five things that I want in the morning right. as another way to train my mind to just focus on the things that I desire, that I want, to allow myself to dream, to give myself permission to want those things. And here's the thing, though, is that I don't think that your dreams are necessarily meant to be achieved. Mm-hmm. I think your dreams have this purpose of being a beacon out in front of you that pull you through your fear and your anxiety and your circumstances to be greater than you are right now. Word. 
Well, Mel, we appreciate wow. you for joining us this yeah. week. Nah, we definitely do. You know what, too? Uh, do you think you got a bad rap? I mean, not a bad rap. A bad uh, shake with your TV show? No, I thought. Yeah, I think that again at the very beginning we said that life is the most is the hardest and most amazing school year ever attend, mm -hmm. and I think absolutely everything is preparing you for what's coming mm -hmm. next. Mm -hmm. And it had always been a dream of mine to do a daytime syndicated talk show that really gave people like you guys are tools, not only entertainment but tools and life changing information that can help somebody really take control or improve their lives. And I learned a tremendous amount. It was a, a tremendous gift and it prepared me for what's coming next. I'm actually happy it's over Absolutely. because I love uh, audio more. I like, uh, I'm a digital entrepreneur. You can reach more people that way. You have more creative freedom. And so I learned a massive amount, but it was just preparing me. You see the opportunity. Yeah. You see the opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Well, well, you, you're with the right guy if you care about audio. My guy, Mark. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's Mel Robbins. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Sexy for a month. No, you're not. Huh? You don't think I'm too sexy for? How you be looking at me then? Sorry. Sir, sir, mm -hmm. sir, simmer down, sir. You're married, sir. Morning, everybody. Okay. It's DJ. I know you got restless butt Andrew. syndrome. Your butt is bored. <laughs> simmer down, sir. So, okay. the guy, we are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk, Dr. Dre. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right, well, a source with direct knowledge told TMZ that Dr. Dre was at a cemetery in L.A. on Monday. He was actually, uh, his grandmother passed away. He was laying her to rest. And allegedly, he was confronted by a process server with some divorce documents. So they said he recoiled in anger, wouldn't take the documents in hand. The process server then dropped the documents by the grave site. And they said uh, they were dropped in the parking lot, though. That's I'm losing wild. my mind. Because behind the scenes, Angelique said that. I thought you said Dr. J. No, and Dr. In, Dre. Yeah, and in my mind, I was like, well, how old is Dr. J's grandma? Oh, boy. Yeah, But so. they got to serve him somewhere, and they got to serve him where a place where he is. And you got to think about it. Dr. Dre is not out and about. It's not like you're going to catch him in a Very club. true. So, I mean, the only place where they Man, could catch him. Man, that's sad, though. The burial for his grandmother? I don't know. Business I would business. feel terrible having yeah. to do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying the person didn't feel terrible, but they still got a job to do. Yeah, she she pays the service, and the service, they, they do what they got to do to make sure that they get, you know, get those documents to him. And he has to grab those. He has to take those documents And from if him. you don't take them in your hand. You know what's so funny? It just made me think. I saw somebody getting served outside the building one day. <laughs> Who got served? Wax. Oh, Wax did? Yes, Charlemagne's boy. I was walking outside. They tried to serve me one time outside the and They tried to serve him, and he, like, spun around, and then they fell on the papers fell on the floor. And then somebody's like, you need to pick those off the floor. It has your personal information on him. You can't just leave him there like that. Would you drop him at the gravesite if you was the person? No. Because if you drop it on the floor, then you're not served, right? If they test your hands, you are. If they test your hands? Yes, like the paperwork. If they give you the paperwork, you touch your hand, you see what oh, it is, and drop oh, it. Oh, got you, no, got you, got you. You got served. Man, I haven't been served at all. I just, it's just a terrible feeling to have to go through that. But yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, little Yachty, congratulations to him. According to sources, he is a father for the first time. They're saying the baby was born, a baby girl, in the last couple of weeks in New York City. So congratulations. Yeah, congrats to him. Congrats to Yachty. Luke to Yachty. 
All right, now, according to more sources, Busta Rhymes, five rappers turned down offers to battle him on Versus. Crazy Legs from Rocksteady Crew wrote it on Instagram. He said, I had to let Busta Rhymes know that no one is worthy enough to battle him. Then he told me that five people already turned it down. Some things are just what they are. He has the unfortunate pleasure of being a god in the rap game. Shout out to Swizz. Who could battle Buster Rhymes? Only one I would say is is Missy. Have them both go yeah, back and forth with Missy. the videos. I was thinking about this yesterday when I saw that story. Definitely Missy would be dope, but they would have to play videos and music. Yeah, videos and music. Yeah. I think LL would, would LL would be a good one too with Buster. I wanted to see LL and Karis one, but LL Cool J versus Buster Rhymes would be damn good. Mm. Hmm. What about Buster Rhymes? What about though. versus Q Tip? No, that's not. No. I mean, just catalog like no. They got Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, no, but that's two different. No, that's and they all they from the same family. So yeah. Raekwon and Ghostface did it. Yeah, that's true. But no, nah, I don't not not Q Tip Buster. That's two totally different styles Energy. of music. Yeah, two different yeah. energies. Huh. All right. Well. I think LL could. LL, LL, LL and Buster would be fantastic. LL got enough. Uh, LL damn sure got enough catalog. I gotta keep thinking about that. That's a nice. I wanna, high I wanna know who turned him down. Everybody. The five people. I wanna know who the five people are though that he says turned him down. You wouldn't want that smoke. Well, you know, Ti said no. Mm-hmm. All right. Now Kanye has been spotted out and about wearing these weird masks. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I did. <laughs> but it's a prosthetic mask, and so I don't know. Can't wait to see what he's gonna do for Halloween, but. I guess that's just the way of, and people know it's him, but I guess I don't know. Why he trying to make the mange popular too? I seen the haircut. What's that about? I, I don't know what that is. Dropping a clue for Kanye. But they said the mask is from an old French movie villain called Fantomas. Kanye does what he wants, man. I respect yeah, uh, uh, it. Yay. What? That's his name. Officially, he's changed his name. To don't yay. call him Kanye anymore. No it's gonna be hard to do. <laughs> yay. All right. Uh, yay has also uh, broken a record. He has. Because of Lil Nas X's industry baby, he has produced five hot 100 number one hip-hop songs, the most of all hip-hop producers. You know who's done four? Hmm. Diddy. So now because of industry baby, he has five. So congratulations to Ye. Kanye, he didn't produce industry baby, did he? I thought Jetson made it produce industry baby. Well, according to this, no. Kanye uh, has broken all kinds of records, and huh? that is his fifth. Maybe he got a production credit. Maybe he sampled something. Jetson, Jetson made it, made a... Uh... Industry. That's what it's all with Jack Harlow and Lil Nas X, right? That just went number one? I mean, look, it just says he That's has... South Carolina's own Jetson made it. Well, sometimes people don't do things alone either. They collaborate and produce I've together. I've never heard about Kanye being a part of that record, ever. All right, well, it's... Uh, let's Hit see. drama. It Get drama industry, on the phone. It says here, Industry Baby is the first track Ye has produced to go number one since Stronger in 2007. Get drama on the phone. He might have did the drums on it or something like that, co-produced. Mm-hmm. All right, now, speaking of music, Kawhi Leonard has shared a video for his uh, Culture Jam project, and he was actually uh, talking to NLE Chapa on FaceTime. Here's what he said. What's good? What's goody? Hey, what's going on, brother? Not much. In the studio over here, trying to be like y'all since I'm hurt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to say I appreciate you for having me a part of the project. Nah, nah. Thank you. You know what I mean? Thank you for being a part of it. For real. That's crazy. We were just talking about you the other day. They were like, man, that's why they got no personality. <laughs> <laughs> Do they know me? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, Kawhi has revealed Culture Jam Volume 1 will be released in two parts. The first part is coming out this Friday. Mm-hmm. And there's appearances from Lil Uzi, Vera, Young Boy, uh, Rod Wave, Ty Dolla Sign, Wale, Annalie Choppa, Young Blue, Gunna, Polo G, and more. And here is a snippet of A Boogie. Uh, oh, no. 
That's something else. All right. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing, since we're talking about music, um, we have a snippet of a song, A Boogie featuring Capella Gray, and it is called Bestie. My baby don't want for nothing, even though I got money, she grinding. Let it count the back ends, and then we spend it on watches. They ask you, so that's a single from that Culture Jam Volume 1, the first single. What do y'all think? Is that phone ringing it, or is that what your, uh, was that your phone ring? It's not a phone ring, it's an alarm. No. no I had no idea Kanye West did industry, baby. Yay! You still on that? Yes. And his name is Yay. <laughs> Whatever! I didn't know he did industry, baby. I looked it up, I couldn't find I thought Jetson, I swear I thought Jetson made it up. Uh, well, you learn something baby. new every day, You right? really do. Like, wow. All right, and that is your rumor report. Did you look it up? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at it on Titles. Look my man, uh, Jason. It from definitely Titles. says Kanye West. It says Kanye West producer. I had no idea. He could have did drums. He could have. They could have sampled something from it. Never know. I, I, no, it says producer. It says Kanye West and uh, take a day trip. Wow. Okay. Well, there we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a dope record too. That beat is crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, who you giving your donkey to, man? Oh uh, man, four after the hour. We need to talk about uh, Home Invaders. Okay, this is a home invader that I don't want to say got lucky, but we'll talk about it for after the hour. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here. Don't you wish everything was as easy as getting quality coverage from the General Insurance? The General offers the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Switch to the General and you could save over $500. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey stuff. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heel. Did she get donkey of the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. It's the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. feel bad. I really feel bad. No, I feel I feel bad. What we were talking about yeah, Squid foul. Game behind the scenes, and we all finished it. We didn't realize our guy Nick didn't finish it. We Y'all spoiled don't care. it. For him. I didn't, didn't know. I told you guys I all morning know. he didn't finish it. He walked out know. earlier saying that okay, you can talk about Squid Game when I leave the room. But I didn't hear. We already spoiled it. That's right. Anyway, donkey of the day for Wednesday, October 20th goes to a 43-year-old man named Kevin William Teague, okay? Kevin is from the Michigan area, and I swear in my old age, I just be feeling sorry for people. I'm serious. I used to come in here and just want to give people the credit they deserve for being stupid, but when I hear certain stories like this one today, I feel bad for Kevin because clearly, clearly something is wrong, all right? We have to recognize when mentally someone is not where they need to be, and I have empathy for those people. I just do because I think some things are just out of their control. Some things are above them, and I feel, I truly feel like this is one of those situations. Now, with that said, Kevin is a home invader. Okay, if you wake up in the middle of the night and a stranger is in your house, doesn't matter what his or her mental or emotional state is, they probably getting shot. Okay, well, at least in my house. Facts. All right, now, I will send him and his family healing energy after the fact, but hey, that person made a choice to break it into my house. I don't have time to figure out if you know if they're mentally unwell. Now, that has nothing to do with the story I'm about to tell you because Kevin broke into someone's house and he lived to tell about it. And in fact, he didn't just live to tell about it, he lived to ask the police for help. Uncle Shala, Brother Lenard, what are you talking about? He lived to ask the police for help after breaking into someone's house. Well, let's go to Newsnet for the report, please. A Michigan State Police trooper from the Cadillac Post responded to a breaking and entering complaint at a home on West Ridge Drive in Williamsburg. The homeowner reported she was watching television in the living room when she saw a man enter the room. She originally thought it was her husband. However, when she realized it wasn't, she screamed. 
Her husband came downstairs and told the man to leave. The trooper searched the area and located the suspect, 43-year-old Kevin William Teague from Williamsburg in the backyard of his parents' home nearby. When the trooper attempted to speak with Teague, he fled into the woods. Later that evening, Teague called 911 to report he was lost. When troopers arrived, Teague flagged them down and he was taken into custody and lodged in the Grand Traverse County Jail. Teague was arraigned for one count breaking and entering without permission and one count resisting and obstructing police. He was given a $1,000 bond and his next scheduled court appearance is on October 26th. There's a phrase, God watches over babies and fools. Babies, maybe, it's possible, okay? God isn't a babysitter per se, but he will give the mother the strength to hold it down. But watches over, not watches. It's a difference, all right? The fool's part, I don't know about that. Because Kevin, I don't know if that was God watching over him or just the luck of the draw. Okay, it's great Kevin didn't get shot in these people's house, but why would God be involved in this? Why would God have sent this fool, all right? to do the, the, the break into someone's house and then have him run off into the woods and get lost. And then this man felt like he could just call the police because he was lost. Never mind the fact he just committed a whole crime. Never mind the fact he was in the woods hiding because of a crime he just committed. I'm gonna call the police and tell them I'm lost. You don't think they are gonna have questions on why you just randomly in the woods at this time of night? What you gonna tell them, you're camping? Huh? You're hunting, just taking a walk. Y'all do realize narcissism is considered a mental disorder, correct? Because there is no way you commit a crime and then think you are able to call the police because you're lost if you're not a narcissist, all right? I honestly, I can't even continue this story until we play a game of guess what race it is! Maybe this will give us a better understanding of this situation, okay? Kevin William Teague, 43 years old, broke into someone's house, lived to tell about it, fled into the woods, then had the audacity, the unmitigated gall, to call 911 to report that he was lost. Angela Yee, guess what race he is? Well, I'm gonna have to say he is Caucasian. <gasps> What makes you say Caucasian, Angela? Yeah. Well, you know, we don't call 911 like that. And then he probably <laughs> said, I didn't know you couldn't do that, in the words of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> All right. Kevin William Teague, 43 years old, broke into someone's house and fled into the woods, then called 911 to report that he was lost. DJ Envy, Rashawn, yes. guess what race it is? I'm distraught on this one. Why are you distraught? All right, because it's I'm in the middle, right? I'm going to tell you why, right? Because you're Dominican? Was, no, no, I'm not Dominican. I'm black. But I was thinking black at first because I can see a black person getting stuck in the woods and then hearing animals and being like, nah, F that. I'm calling 911 to get out. <laughs> okay. But... If we did something illegal, we just we just try sit to sit in the woods, yeah, dug it out with them bears, dug it out with them bears, because we ain't calling no police. I'd rather be with these bears than be in jail. Yes, yeah, so I gotta go with Caucasian. Okay, well, I want Angela Yee and DJ Envy to know that you both are correct. Oh. Kevin William Teague is a Caucasian. Uh, he had the cargacity, the unmitigated white privilege gall to break into someone's house, run into the woods, get lost, and then call the police to help him. And his bond is only $1,000 for breaking and entering without permission and resisting and obstructing police. And he resisted and obstructed police without getting shot. Well, if you'd have said that, I definitely would I know, I didn't want to give that one away. Okay. Please give Kevin William Teague uh, the biggest hee-haw. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Matter of fact, let Kathy Griffin get some of that.
please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. Chelsea Handler, what Chelsea Handler at? Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much Dan mayonnaise. There you go. Anymore? You good? Uh, eh, for the culture. Why not? <laughs> He's talking Chris Rock, guy. Right, it says crack ass cracker right yeah, there. Yeah, don't give it away. Now he's nah, too late. He couldn't find nah, it. He couldn't find nah, it. I don't say he it. He couldn't find it. Don't say what it was. It says it right there. It says cracker uh, ass Jesus and it was Christ. pointed to it. Jesus. All right. Hit it again, Ray. Cracker ass cracker. Doesn't hit the say. Nah, it doesn't. Mm-mm. No, actually it does. That cracker always rips. Try it one more time. Hit it one more time. Make it louder. Cracker ass cracker. Yeah, cracker rips, bro. Cracker rips. Right. I don't care what y'all say. That slaps. All you hear right. me? <laughs> All right, now up next, ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye right what? now. What? What? Nothing. I'll tell y'all later. <laughs> he is so, so silly. <laughs> what happened? I don't want to. I definitely want her to tell us later. Whatever it is, yeah. I don't want to hear it on there. Yeah, you, you know, right. I don't get shocked by much. Okay. okay. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What, 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 what you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now it's time for Ask Ye. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call Ye. Now we got Cam on the line. Good morning, Cam. Hey, what's going on, man? I just got a, I just got a small question. I got a small problem. Okay. All right, so uh, I got a four-year-old daughter. I mean, four-month-old daughter. And maybe three months ago, me and her mother got into an altercation where it turned big Mm-hmm. And she called the police on me. And you know what I'm saying? Now I'm dealing with all this legal stuff going on in Jacksonville. But we ended up, like, getting back together, making everything good. But lately, I've been kind of distant from her. Like, every time the legal stuff come up and I think about having to buy a lawyer and go through all this, it's over an argument that we got over maybe an hour or two later after everything had calmed down. So I just want to know, like, am I being stubborn by, like, not trying to work everything out with it and get past it or... What what should I do? Because right now I'm just at a crossroads. Because I want to be in my daughter's life. I just don't really know if I want to be with her mother. Okay. Well, a couple of things here. You said that the argument got physical. So, and in all honesty, did you put your hands on her? I pushed her. Okay, so you understand that that's wrong, and I I know that you're going through some legal things. It really does suck when when these situations turn physical. When she put her hands on you, you put your hands on her. That has to be really difficult for her as well, right? And so the reason why you're going through the legal things that you're going through, and you have to own up to it, is that you did put your hands on her, and so right, that right. that's something that's not easy for her. And I'm sure people who love her to have to deal with too. As a man, you want your woman to, to feel protective, and when things get physical, you have to try to de- you know defuse the situation and not do things like that. It sounds like you both need to get some professional help to be able to move forward because some people might say, you know, that happened and she shouldn't be with you anymore, and I'm sure sometimes she thinks that to herself as well. Now, as far as whether or not you feel like you want to be with her, those are some things that, you know, you guys are fresh out of this, trying to work through things. You're still dealing with legal issues, but you got to take ownership of the reason that you're dealing with it is your fault as well. Right, right. I understand that. It's just, it's just a tough pill to swallow knowing that, you know, 
I, I don't. I, I really don't know how to explain. It. It's just it's just hard to get past like in my head. But she called the cops. And listen, and I know in our households, the worst thing you can do to a man is call the cops on him, right? And then the system yeah. takes over. But she might really have felt threatened in that moment. Yeah, I mean, I understand the moment, the spur of the moment could have been just heated, but it's never been to that, to that measure where the police had to be called over that. Even the situation they had, I don't really feel like the police had to be involved because, like, in a lot of states, especially Florida, like, once something domestic is brought apart, it's up to the state. It don't matter if y'all the maid or the kids and they all that. It's up to the state. So if the state feel like they want to do something about it, then I got to deal, deal with that even though we straight at home. You know, and as a woman, Cam, I have to say that she wasn't wrong for that. You really did put your hands on her. So unfortunately, you know, that is the consequences of the actions that took place. And I'm hoping that this is something that will never happen again and that you guys, whether or not you're together, can raise your daughter. Because, you you know, you have a child who's four months old. You would hate to see something like that happen to your child as uh, you have a girl, right? Yes, there we go. Yeah, and, you know, you should be very protective of that and understand that as a woman, maybe she felt like at the moment, I'm scared, I got to just call the cops because I want to make sure nothing happens to me because you don't know what was going on in her head or what type of trauma she's suffering from after that as well. It sounds like y'all both need to get some professional help to be able to, first and foremost, top priority, take care of your child together. Right, right. And then for you to make sure that nothing like this happens again, and I'm sure that on her end there's work that she needs to do as well so that these arguments, y'all, as a couple or even as parents, you're not going to agree on everything. And you have to learn how to be able to disagree but in a productive manner. Right, right. I understand that. And as parents, y'all need to be able to figure out those two. You have a four-month-old, so there's a long road ahead for the two of you to be able to at least at the minimum co-parent well. So I think what would be great for you right now is to show that you are stepping up to the plate. You acknowledge the fact that you did something that felt threatening to her. You are now paying the consequences for that. You know that you'll never do that again and take every step you can to make sure that it can be positive moving forward. Right, right. Well, that made me feel a little better. Thanks. Thank you so much, Ashley. And, hey, by the way, Charlamagne the God, I love you, bro. I love you. I love you more, King. Hey, DJ Henry, I love you too, dog. I swear I love y'all. I've been watching this show since day one, since the rain day, since the bird, man. Hey, hey, Charlamagne, listen. Thank you for what you do on mental health. I need those books because that can help me as well in my situation, in my mental health. I think I really need help. So I'm going to send you. Um, hey, hey, hey. Cam, I'm gonna put hold you on. on. Hold. Yeah, I'm, hold I'm, on. I'm, I'm going to give you the unapologetic guide to black mental health, and I'm going to send you a resume minicum my grandmother's hands. I'm going to put that in the mail for you today. Hold on. Let me get your address. We love you too. We wish you so much, um, you know, success with your relationship. All right, ask ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right, ask ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Ye. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hi, uh, my name is Nora. Hey, Nora. Hi, oh, I'm so excited. I, I'm sorry, I'm just super nervous because I've like really wanted to talk to you guys for so long about this. <laughs> okay, now we, we're ready. To, we're listening, Nora. 
Okay. My question is pertaining to a situation about my dad. Um, my mom and dad, they have been married for 40 years, and they're from a different country. However, of course, they go and visit sometimes. Um, my dad just recently visited uh, their country, and when he came back, he started acting pretty weird. Um, he is an older man, so he always asks me to, like, um, help with uh, things on his phone because he doesn't know how to use it that well. But then now, after he came back from his trip, he was acting weird with me, touching his phone. Um, he was hovering over me. I just thought it was just old people, you know, things that they do, so I didn't think about it. However, when I got along with his phone and I went through his text messages, I saw that he was entertaining and sending money to um, another female that he met in this country during his uh, trip. Oh, hell no. Right. So I um, instantly got upset by it because not only are you cheating on my mom, but you're sending money to this woman that we don't even know. My mom, she does have um, dementia, so... I was even more upset by that because I wasn't sure if I should even like bring this up to my mom or if I should bring it up to him, but I didn't want to bring it up to him and he gets mad at me for like going through his phone, being that I'm his child and not his wife. How old is he? He's 65. Okay, so you want to know what should you do? Yeah, should I even say anything to my mom about this? You know, um, or if I should just go ahead and keep it to myself or should I bring it up to him? I don't even know what to do with this situation because, you know, they've been married for years. I've never experienced this in my head. You know, I'm going to say a few things here, right? And everybody's situation is different. So from my point of view... Uh, you don't even know what your parents' situation is with each other. A lot of times we're unaware, right, of things right. that may have happened in the past, understandings that they might have with each other. You don't know if this is something he's done before, sure, but you don't know any of that, right? And so right. this is really just something right now that you need to deal with with him because I'm never a fan of keeping things to myself because I can imagine how that would make you feel about him. You already have a feeling right. about... You know, obviously your mom is suffering from dementia. That's not easy. You feel like he's betraying her and the family. And on top of that, he's sending money to some woman that um, is most likely just taking advantage of him and his generosity. But clearly he's also, yeah, and clearly he's also lonely. And it's not easy to have been with somebody as long as your parents have been together to watch her suffer from dementia. We already know how hard that is on families. And I'm sure for him, it's really difficult. But I would say that for both you and your father, it's worth a conversation. It might be something that would benefit him as well. But you cannot keep that to yourself. And he has. you guys have to have that whole conversation because there's things at play here that you may not even know about. You know, as far as the difficulty that he's having, as far as maybe things about your parents' relationship that you're not aware of. And like you said, your mom is suffering from dementia. I don't know that something like this would be beneficial for you to bring up to her. I don't think you should bring that up. At this point. But I think with your father, you definitely, because you don't want to have these feelings of animosity toward him, it's something that you should talk to him about but go into it with an open mind knowing that they might have things going on that you're not even aware of and he might have his own struggles that he's dealing with 
and it's not going to be an easy conversation for him to have. But you also don't want to see your father getting taken advantage of, right, at the same time. Right. He is too old to be acting this way. And I just feel as if, you know, being that he's with someone for, he's been with that for 40 years, he had, you know, kidney issues, and she took care of him through all of that, you know, regardless of um, her mental capacity, um, our capabilities, I just felt like he um, owes her a lot more loyalty. And the only reason why I was truly upset about him sending money to her was because my dad definitely asked me for money time and time again. And I'm the one that is actually sitting the bill that he is sending to her. Right. And, you know, for me, moving forward, I wouldn't give him money. But what he needs it for, I would take care of. So if he's like, I need to get this, okay, no problem, Dad, I got it, I'll send it to you. I'm going to order it for you online. I'm going to take care of that bill for you because you don't want to be sending him money for him to be sending to somebody else. And truthfully, if that was me, I would text the girl and be like, this is his daughter, you know, leave my dad alone. And you're not going to take oh, it. Definitely. Yeah, I would. I would. De- just how I am. Talk to your dad first. Though. I would do that. But you should definitely have that conversation just with your father. And it wouldn't hurt for you guys to actually talk to someone together, a professional that can help him work through his feelings and understand it. Yeah. And for you as well, because I would hate for anything to happen to your parents like they're older and you don't want to have these feelings of. Uh, animosity of regret of whatever you might feel resentment you know later on so I would love to see you deal with that now yeah because I definitely do I love and appreciate my dad he has been there for me since day one he does anything for me and I the last thing I would want is to have any negativity towards him um you know during his uh last few years that I may have with him Um, But that really shocked me and it definitely did hurt me. And I don't like I appreciate the advice you give because I honestly didn't know how to go about or approach it. All right, Nora. Well, I wish you so much luck and we're sending you so much love because I can't even fathom what that's like. But it is complicated. Thank you. And thank you guys for answering my call. Thanks, Nora. Good luck. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, ask ye 800-585-1051 if you need relationship advice or any type of advice. Ye, you got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about the co-CEO of Netflix, Ted Sarandos. He is speaking out more about Dave Chappelle and how he did not communicate well with his employees. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. The Breakfast Club. So Magic Johnson was on CBS News, and one thing that he discussed was the vaccination controversy and whether NBA players should tell the public to get vaccinated. Here's what he said. Oh, for sure. You know, that's why I got my two shots and made sure I put it out on social media. I wanted especially my community to know that, first of all, it's safe. And the players, again, people listen to them. They follow them. That's very important. Plus, the last thing is this. You have said to your teammates, I'm going to be there for you. Well, you can't be there if you don't get vaccinated. You're letting them down. And then that hurts our chances of winning the championship. I would never do that to my teammates. What was the question again now? Whether or not uh, NBA players should have the responsibility of telling the public to get vaccinated. Yeah, I I believe players getting the vaccine is promotion enough. All those athletes who have huge endorsement deals won't even take pictures next to certain products because they know them being seen with those products are an endorsement. So what's a better endorsement than NBA players saying they have the vaccine? Like, why do they got to go out there and do commercials and everything else? Like, 95% of the NBA is vaccinated. Is that not enough? 
Yeah, I think it's 96% now, Or 96%. Right? Is that not enough to, you know, go out there and encourage people to get the vaccine? All right, well, yeah, he was just asked about it, so that was his, his answer to that question. Mm-hmm. All right, now Snoop Dogg has announced a new algorithm LP, and it has a new Mount Westmore single on there featuring Ice Cube, Too Short, and E-40, of course. They're collectively known as Mount Westmore. So here is Big Subwoofer. Big, big subwoofer in the back like what's up, blow the windows out of frame. It's a party when I pull up. Big, big subwoofer in the back like what's up, blow the windows out of frame. It's a party when I pull up. Big, big subwoofer. Big subwoofer bouncing like a trampoline. Glass shake when I roll past the scene. Candy apple paint dripping classic green. Everybody eating, you can ask the team. Fast and mean, speakers bumping, tags is clean. Keep me something to smoke on, bad to poke on. Bass hit like an earthquake. Cause hold on, I hit the block and roll on. All right, I hear that big subwoofer. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Snoop 50 today, right? You said what? Snoop is 50 today, right? Oh, is he? Okay, happy That's birthday a big to number. Snoop. Mm-hmm. Dropping the clues bonds for Snoop, Snoop Deal Double J. It's a lot of birthdays today. Today's also NBA Young Boys birthday. Mm-hmm. I think, how old is he today? 22 now? Yeah, Stu was 50 today. Okay. I feel like today is Vice President Harris's birthday. Yeah, too. Kamala Harris's birthday. Okay. It's a big day. All right, Moneybag Yo has also announced a Gangsta's Pain Reloaded seven new songs. So there's going to be some new songs on it, and we'll be getting that uh, this Friday. So some of the new songs um, DJ Khaled, another one, uh, Wakisha Remix featuring Lil Wayne. Switches and Drake's featuring Little Dirk, uh, ESTG, and Pooh Shiesty. So make sure y'all check that out. I know you went to. It's ASAP Ferg's birthday, too. Shout to Ferg. It's a lot of birthdays happening. Mm-hmm. All right, now Netflix's Ted Sarandos, he is the co CEO, is speaking out. He had gotten criticism for the Dave Chappelle comedy special, The Closer, and he made a lot of comments about it, but he does say that he screwed up in the handling of employee concerns, and he's not taking down the special. But he does say that he should have uh, basically said that he uh, was sorry for people's feeling pain and hurt from a decision that they made instead of kind of dismissing that. And so he said storytelling has a real impact in the real world. I reiterate that because it's that because it's why I work here it's why we do what we do. That impact can be hugely positive and it can be quite negative. So I would have been better in that communication. They were joining a conversation already in progress, but out of context. But that happens. Internal emails go out and all my communications. I should lean into the humanity up front and not make a blanket statement that could land very differently than it was intended. So he said he made some blanket and matter of fact statements that are not all accurate. And he said that it was uncharacteristic for him. He was moving fast and trying to answer really specific questions. But there were a group of of employees who were definitely feeling pain and hurt. And he should have led with a lot more humanity. Mm, nothing wrong with that. I just want to know what content are you going to create that everyone is going to agree with, though? Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Comedy, news, radio, someone is going to be the topic of said discussion or even when you're presenting a certain, you know, lifestyle or something, somebody's not going to agree with it. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. And I guess when you have employees who have concerns, you just lead with humanity and understanding of that because he does he is aware that everybody's not going to like everything mm-hmm. and so you can't make blanket statements you just kind of have to lean into that humanity I, I hear people who complain about polls I hear people who complain about sisters I hear people who complain about specials like everybody's gonna always have something to say 
Some people even complain about the Breakfast Club, believe it or not. Really? No. No, that's not true. <laughs> Nobody ever complained about the Breakfast Club. In 11 years, we've never had no complaints. Stop. But we lean into humanity. And Charlemagne was on Stephen Colbert last night. And, well, no, I meant to say Lenar McKelvey was on. That's right. Mm-hmm. I go to my therapist a lot and I talk to her about getting caught up in the caricature of yourself. And it's like, for me, you know, the name Lenard McKelvey grounds me because when I hear it, I hear my grandma, I hear my mom, I hear my my wife. Like, nobody calls me Charlemagne at the house, you know what I mean? And I remember uh, we, we had Will Smith on The Breakfast Club, like, last year. He said, you know, he had read my book and he was talking to me and he was like, I'm seeing the real you poke out. And he was like, I just want you to know that you don't have to wear the mask anymore. You are enough. And I was like, are you tapping my phone? Is my therapist giving you notes on me? Like, how do you know that? So I just felt like that was God talking through him in that moment to let me know, you know what? You're on the right path. You don't need to wear the mask no more. You, know, you don't have to be the character of Charlemagne. You can be Lenard. Lenard is enough. That's right. Drop on the clues bombs for Will Smith, damn it. That's right. Take, take the and mask off, And drop a bomb bro. for Charlemagne poking out. Lennard is poking out. We'll I mean, Lennard poking out. Be yourself, man. <laughs> also for legacy, too, though. coming through. Also for legacy, because I got four daughters, and I want all of them to keep our last name when, you know, they get older. If they get married, you know, do the hyphen thing. But keep the McKelvey. Keep the legacy going. I'm not out here breaking these generational curses for nothing. All right. Well, okay. that is your rumor reports. Proud of you, bro. And I do want to thank everyone who's been watching uh, The God's Honest Truth on Comedy Central. The show's been doing really well. We have a dark week this week, but we'll be back with a new episode next Friday at 10 p.m. on Comedy Central. So go catch up on the first five episodes on Paramount+. Plus. And that show is executive produced by Stephen Colbert and Aaron Magruder. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, we're ready for the Rashawn mix. <laughs> yeah, Rashawn poking through. Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else. Let's Rashawn Casey mix. Is Rashawn Casey poking through? The Rashawn stop. Casey mix actually sounds very mature. Yo, stop flirting with <laughs> it me. Does. You're it a does. married does. man. <laughs> Who is flirting with you? You just want, you want a poke coming through. That's what you just said. What are you? Ye, what it's is wrong with this guy? for the Rashawn Casey mix. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Call Us What We Carry by Amanda Gorman. It's the breakout collection from the youngest poet in history to read at a presidential inauguration, and it's an instant classic. Sign up for a free 30-day audible trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlotte, I've been watching you a lot, bro. Bro, bro, bro. I'm married. Knock it off. I was about to say I've been watching you on TikTok. No, bro. you haven't, because I'm not on TikTok. Yes, you are. That's a damn lie. How am I on TikTok? Well, for one, we have our Breakfast Club TikTok got you blowing up. We got people taking our clips and making their own clips about them. And so people are taking our clips and putting their own like spin on it. Exactly. You also got other shows talking about you. I mean, you're not even on here, and I think you got like 38 million views. That's not true. Yeah, it's true. Brilliant idiots, you doing all types of wild things. You got to go check it out. Are they talking about my talk show on Comedy Central every Friday night called The God's Honest Truth? No, they're talking about you blowing. Well, well, you got my attention. All right, salute to everybody who's been showing me love on TikTok. You have excellent taste. And for all of you that's planning on posting content on me, please get my name right. It's Charlemagne the God, not Morris Chestnut, okay? Trust me, bro. Nobody's making that mistake. Well, you say TikTok is where the conversation is and the place to catch great content. That's right. You don't even have to post. Just join to watch, and then you can post if you want. All right, TikTok, you have to see it. Yes, that show. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Yes. We have to shout to uh, Mel Robbins for joining us this morning. Yeah, the great Mel Robbins, man. Go get her new book, The High Five Habit. Take control of your life with one simple habit. I do the mirror technique, though. I've, I've, I've been doing it. You high-five the... yourself? I don't high-five myself. I just, like, it's, I'm on some, like, DJ Khaled stuff. Like, you know, you are great. You are special. You know what I mean? I tell myself I forgive you, you know. You are um, smart. Yeah, you do. I do. I give affirmations to myself in the mirror. I've never done the high-five thing, but that makes a you lot of sense. You should try it. I am. I did the, um, I don't look at my phone now for five minutes in the morning. Oh, I don't, I don't look at it for an hour. I've been doing that. I though. get up, brush my teeth, then I look. Did, she did, was just here yesterday. I did that the yeah, other I did, day. Yeah, I did it this morning. <laughs> no, I did that the other day. And then I, I look at my phone, Charlamagne hits me, I'm not coming to work. See, if I'd have known that 30 minutes beforehand, I wouldn't have went to work either. What time did I hit you, though? 5.30. That's right. So that means there, that... Was there, oh. Now, doesn't that mean Charlamagne looked at his phone? No, I was up since... Then 4, how did you send a text? I was up since 4.20. I get up 4.20 every morning. I don't I, I don't touch my to phone for an hour. No, I get up at 4.20. <laughs> I pray. Uh, I take a shower. I meditate, I read out of my daily affirmation books, kiss my family, and then I'm out. And I, I literally do not look at my phone until like 5.30, 6 o'clock on Well, I tried it, and I didn't know that you wasn't coming in until I already got here. See, I should have should have checked my phone earlier. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, by the way, I want to shout out to um, Whole Foods. If you want to get some coffee uplifts, people, it's now available on the Whole Foods website to get it as well. So. Hey. You know, if y'all want to do that. And to Rouse's for being supportive of my other company, Drink Fresh Juice. We're in 16 stores there, but they just sent us an email saying they're going to expand. So I do appreciate that partnership as well in Louisiana. All right. Now, when we come back, we got the positive notice. The Breakfast Club, good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do have a positive note, man, and I want to quote Mel Robbins because I think that Mel Robbins is dope, and she says a lot of great things, so I'm going to quote her. I really don't even know which quote I want to go with from Mel Robbins, but I do enjoy this one a lot. Um, There is only one you, and there will never be another one. That's your power. And I'll give you one more. Knowing what you need to do to improve your life takes wisdom. Pushing yourself to do it takes courage. Mel Robbins. Breakfast club, bitches! Do y'all finish or y'all done?